Greetings, my friend. We are all interested in the future, for that is where you and I are going to spend the rest of our lives. And remember, my friend, future events such as these will affect you in the future. to another issue of the Three Old Geeks podcast. I am joined, as usual, by my cohorts, the, uh, what are you, the numbers guy? I guess I'm the numbers Yeah, you're guy. the numbers guy. No, number it's... one. <laughs> the numbers guy, the keeper of the inner sanctum, the evil genius, Keith of Keith's Comics. Keith, how you doing? Doing great, thanks. And of course, the art guy, one. the uh, man with the hole in his collection, the and clown prince of collecting, Brian needs one. How you doing, Lance? Am all right. And then I am the words guy. I'm the world's oldest kid sidekick. I am Lance, and welcome to another issue. So, uh, Brian, you got some? You got some news for us? Yeah, this was. Uh, well, tough this is a sad week. Yeah, tough week. Yeah, tough week. Um. I'm actually going to start off with, uh, nah, you know what, let's go with Denny O'Neill died. Yeah, that's... Uh, that yeah. We were talking about it off air, and, uh, and that's just a huge, huge hit. Huge loss, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for anybody who's unfamiliar, the, if you like Batman the way Batman is now, he is the guy who converted him from the goofy 60s guy to the dark, yeah. you know, specter of the night or whatever. Green Lantern, Green Arrow. Yeah. Most of the great books you think about from the 70s... Into the 80s was him. Yeah, he was responsible. Frank Miller on Daredevil. Yep. Uh, just just uh, a huge, 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 huge chunk of history right there. Mort Drucker retired at 93. Yeah. Or oh, 99. Was it 99? I thought he had a couple years left in him. Yeah. Uh, again. Uh, Mad Magazine. Forever. Forever. I mean, literally oh. Longer than most people listening to this have been live. He was working on Mad Magazine. Yeah. 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 Uh, what is it, 50 some odd years? Well, I guess they canceled it, so. Almost 60. Yeah, what would he have to I'm do? Sure. I'm sure he could do something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he could draw ham raffle posters. For a, Yeah, for. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and Mort, if you're listening, yeah, that would be great. I would love a ham raffle poster. Just thinking likenesses you could seize or capture. Uh, right now is a tough time on uh, with all that's going on. Uh, Hartley Sawyer from The Flash played an elongated man, got yeah. fired. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they're going to replace the character. Which replace really, the actor or replace the character? Replace the actor. Okay. I thought it would have been funner to go with Plastic Man. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard. I mean, he could change his shape. Yeah, so, yeah. which a long dated man can do. Oddly, so can Plastic Man. He can. Yeah. Though I didn't think so in the. I don't know that that was one of his powers early on. I mean, plastic I remember man? the nose. No, not Plastic okay. Man. Plastic Man always could. I was just going to say Jack Holt made, made his bones drawn Plastic yeah. Man yeah. in different could, shapes and could, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Could, oh, no. He, he could, But he I mean, be, change his appearance. Yeah. His physical appearance. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that a long dated man could do that. I didn't know that was... Could Last Man do that? Dude, just... 
A lot of stretchy guys in DC. There are. There are a lot of. But we're uh, doing the news. Keep going. Um, and he got fired for some old tweets he made in 2004. That was the whole point to it. Right now, Twitter is not your friend. <laughs> Delete old tweets. It doesn't matter. James Gunn had deleted a tweet that yeah. got him in trouble. So, well, yeah, people get screenshots. They save yeah. those. It's just, uh, it, it. This is a rough time. There were some. There were actually a lot of firings. There's been a lot of uh, of crazy shit going on right now. Uh, Stephen Amell got attacked. Danielle Pennebaker got attacked. Frank Gustin, who came out against what Hartley Sawyer had had um, tweeted, got attacked. Just, it's just a swirling just of listen ugly. to our podcast, stay off social media. Yeah, yeah there and, you go. And uh, lighten up. Yeah. Like, this is... Uh, if it's supposed everyone, to be entertainment. It's there you go. To, it's not supposed to be... This is an escape from what, what all the shit that's going on. This is why... But everyone's been locked away so long, they've gone fucking crazy. You know what? Drink some whiskey. Read Crisis and Infinite Earths. There you go. And, uh, and just lighten up. <gasps> Breathe deep. The gathering gloom. Watch lights fade from every room. <laughs> Our spiritual no Moody Blues? guru. Dude, not Moody Blues. No. No. <laughs> no Moody Blues? I don't like the Moody Blues. I love that. Uh, that's really all the news I got this week. Why is it so important that you want to contact the governments of our Earth? Because of death. Because all you of Earth are idiots. All right, with 15 minutes on the timer, this is the latest edition of the Three Old Geeks Top 3 list. And gentlemen, I pose you this question. Outside of Star Trek and all of its original series and all of its relevant spinoffs, what are your top three science fiction television shows? Do not pick Mork and Mindy, please. Ryan. I didn't even Dude, Mark think and Mindy, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you start us off. Okay, I'm going to go, and I probably said this on this podcast so many times, Babylon 5 was cut one of my favorite non-Star Trek things because it did have a complete story, had characters that evolved. It, it, it to me, had defined uh, characters and uh, they had... They, Problems resolved and new problems grew. They set seeds in the first season that wouldn't come to fruition to the fourth season. I think Straczynski did a great job, and I know I sound like him king of his fan club, but Babylon 5, I, I sat and watched, I can't even count how many times now. So that, without a doubt, is my favorite. Okay. All right. So second favorite. Third All right, favorite. Brian, what do you got? Uh, you know what? I purposefully stayed away from Doctor Who, which... Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Because that, that would have been low-hanging fruit. Yeah, that, uh, that's something that's its own episode. Yeah, yes. Andromeda with oh, Kevin okay. Sorbo and uh, Lexa Doig. Hercules in space. Oh, okay, I'm not even familiar with this one. Oh, so it's actually it's by Roddenberry. Yeah. So. Oh, okay, so it's a Roddenberry production. Okay. Yeah, and they take over a big ship, and the ship is Lexa Doig, who is just hot. Just hot. I'm really Um... Well, and you worth, knew that was going to happen. Yeah, worth watching the show. You know what? It's not sci-fi if there's not hot. I liked, uh, I can't think of his creature's name, the, the bat-looking creature who's actually like a, uh, 
he was like a very religious character. He looked really yeah. scary, but he was a really religious character, and he revolted against his people's way, which was killing everyone. And it, it, I thought that was a really cool idea. And he's he's a man out of time. Okay. It uh, it was just a really good show. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't even familiar with that yeah. one, so cool. All right, well, I can't believe I'm saying this because I usually leave the horny idiot portion of the program to Brian. Uh, idiot? But, um, yeah. Buck Rogers in the 25th century. Aaron Gray. I have two. I have just a few words on this. Uh, Aaron Gray and spandex. And I will turn it on over to Keith. Wow, that's that's deep. I, I don't you know. know I, I can... I'm just going to throw this out because of course I, you are. <laughs> no, I, I got to meet Aaron Gray and I got her autograph, and she's uh, just a really nice woman. So Still the next a year, woman. oh God, um, the next year go to the Comic Con. My wife is there, so we go to see, and she sees Aaron Gray. So she makes a beeline over to Aaron Gray. And uh, and she said, I just got to tell you, I've been married to this man for more than 10 years. He's never put a picture of me in a picture frame. But guess who he does have? And, uh, and she just laughed, and she was so nice. Uh, it was really funny. I've had the opportunity to meet her, too. She's really she sweet just, lady. She's actually, like, uh, a rep for, for these shows. She, she sets oh, up the talent for these shows. I didn't know that. But she did no it each time I met her. Um, getting back to subject, which is hard for me, I'm gonna go one that you guys probably haven't heard of, and I thought it was really good when it came out. Was Space Above and Beyond? Oh, that was great. Oh, is that, okay. No, that's the one that's done by the X Files guys. Yes, it was. Okay. It was set more realistically. We didn't have lasers and stuff. It was actually bullets. Yeah, hard sci. It's a, yeah. it's a really good hard sci-fi. It's, it's yeah. Again, it's more military in space, and I actually thought the the characters were. Because they, they didn't have armor that could repel stuff. They didn't have shields. I thought it was, it was you could tell really good war stories in space. Right, right. And that, correct me if I'm wrong, that was like, uh, they had clone soldiers. They called them, and there was a prejudice against them. They called them like nipple necks or something, something like, like that. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, no, I remember that one. That was, was pretty yeah, cool. It was a short-lived series, which everything I watch is, but, and it's probably because I watched it. <laughs> But I Keith, really you like are it. definitely one of the people that contribute. You're like uh, Ted McGinley. You contribute to the downfall of, of TV. Exactly. Programs. Speaking of short-lived stories, Lance? <laughs> uh, well, okay. Uh, you, we, you brought up Space Above and Beyond, which was the which was uh, all the guys from X-Files uh, project. I'm going to go X-Files. I mean, uh, there's the, the camp of the uh, mythology camp, and there's the Monster of the Week camp. I was uh, Being a Kolshak guy, I was a Monster of the Week guy, some of the best Monster yeah. of the Week stuff yes. ever. Yes, yes. single uh, episode stuff was some of the yes. best. Uh, Tombs, Adrian Tombs, uh, the Fluke Man, uh, the crazy inbred family that they the, only showed once the, the, on the original run, uh, the, just some of the best Monster of the Week stuff. Crazy circus folks. Yeah, crazy circus folks. You know what, and you also get into the mythology end of it. Where they have some really good characters there, too. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, the cigarette the smoking, smoking man. man. But I just, you know, yeah. you, you think about it. Yeah, the Monster of the Week and stuff then, is really unparalleled. Again, and we've mentioned this in previous episodes, a couple of, of the ones that kind of broke the, the mold and were really funny. They had the Brady Bunch one and 
you know, the, the cockroach one, the, all that other stuff. There's a great mix of that one where you could appreciate it on a number of different levels. Well, there's a cool one, too, that was sort of like the thing where they were trapped up and there's the little worms. They were... Absolutely. The one that got me into the series was one called Ice. It was the bottle episode. Of, like you said, it was very much like the thing. And uh, in some ways it was even better because the, the whole isolation and stuff like yeah. that, as I'm sure everybody can relate to, was getting everybody irritable. And one of the symptoms of having being infected by this worm was becoming irritable and combative and stuff like that. So you never knew who was who was infected or whatever. So, all right, Brian, what do you got? Uh, Farscape. Great Which show. is what I oh, thought might, I might. I know, I, I chose not to. That would be one of my shows. Uh, just a great show. Uh, great characters. Uh, another Man Out of Time. Yeah. Which I, I seem to really like. As a matter of fact, all three of mine are Man Out of Times. But, again. Time Tunnel? What's the other one? Oh. When you can put a Muppet in. And really, just, no, and that's one of the things I remember oh, watching that and being more than one Muppet. Yeah, yeah, just major, major characters being puppets essentially, and buying into them. Yeah, yeah, yeah and not right? thinking for a second, right. oh, this, yeah. this is this is you know Oscar the Grouch or something. Right, like that. this the is the, this is the ruler, the deposed ruler of a yes. planet. The living know? ship and everything. Oh, yeah. I thought that was brilliant. Uh, yeah, uh, and, the blue lady and uh, Scorpius. Scorpius was awesome. Oh yeah, good villain. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then I'm going to throw out Gigi Edgeley. Yeah, of course you are. Because you have to throw the, the hot girl. Poor Virginia Hayes crying right now because you didn't mention her. No, I said the blue lady. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, I, she was great. Uh, the priestess. Claudia but I got Black? a thing. I got a thing for uh, pale women. <laughs> Do tell. Well, the, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, Keith. What do you got for your third favorite uh, non-Star Trek I, science fiction show? I'm gonna go through my list here because I couldn't narrow it down to three. I'm gonna go one that everyone's seen and I enjoyed, and it might have been the time, but Lost in Space. Okay. Oh. As far as a fun little. Okay, so do you fall under the original season kind of serious one, or do you fall under the? You know the campy space ways. cowboy. I go both ways. I, I liked. I liked. Uh, yeah, it did start out real serious, and I I probably came into it watching the more campy stuff, and then when it became available on video, I, I get to watch the beginning ones. So you never saw all of them in a row. I, I I never had that luxury. I don't think to to be at the same place, same time to watch the same thing every week. Yeah. So so it's uh, I I it's one of the ones that did. You know, from my childhood, I really. What do you think of the movie? Yeah. What do you think of What do you think of the series that's on Netflix right now? Uh, I've only seen the first series. Okay. Because I, I, I love it. I, I, think, I think it's I think really it's well a, done. I think it's really well done. Yes, I, I think it's totally different from it. It shares the name. Uh, I know there's a robot, but it's it's just so so different. It's kind of hard to compare it. Yeah. Okay. Brian, I thought got the uh, gender bend on Doctor Smith is brilliant. Yes, she and was Parker great. Posey. Oh, Parker Posey's brilliant. Yes, uh, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of in the same. It's too different. It's too different. So, mm-hmm. what do you got for your third? Uh, my third is uh, Red Dwarf. Oh, okay, that's kind of a legendary British British yeah. one. Uh, really hard to watch it before video. <laughs> Really hard to watch. <laughs> and correct me if I'm wrong. There's there's a lot of comedic elements oh, to that. Oh, huge yeah. amount. That's the whole thing is yeah. comedic. It's kind of a space uh, comedy. And then the 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 robot in it goes off to do. Um, what's that car show? Car show. Yeah, yeah. And he also did the uh, you know the junkyard wars. 
Yeah. He did the Junkyard Wars. He hosted that. Okay. And, uh, and there was a car show. You're not talking Top about like, Gear. Top Gear? Yeah. He was One on of the guys that. from that was from Top Gear? One of the, he did a season or two. Oh, I believe. okay. Wow. I mean, it wasn't... But oh, okay. It wasn't one of the main guys from Top Gear or whatever. No. It was a replacement. Okay. Because I, I used to watch Top Gear religiously, so... Uh, I can't remember his name. But he was also on Junkyard Wars, which I really loved. But great, funny little show. We'll have to British. do something on British TV. You know what? We, we should. We but really should. Let's get back. So Lance, can you give us his okay. final one? Which I sort of tried to lead in last time, but... Okay, well, actually, in sitting here thinking about it, I was going to go with the obvious one because I like to do one from a d- bunch of different periods of my life or whatever so i have 80s i have 90s i'm gonna go with the the one that i like the best of the most recent era is is stranger things okay uh i just i think that that and granted it hits you on kind of the nostalgia level i mean the the first episode of the first season is literally on on my 14th birthday oh okay it's it's november 6 1984 and um it just goes from there and it's just i i I point, you know, for people who don't know me that well, I point them to, this is what I was like, like Mike and his buddies, that was me and my buddies when I was 14 years old. And, um, you know, and and kind of that Goonies aspect of having an adventure at that age, there's something magical about that. And, um, again, there's uh, the the overarching uh, mythology to it. There's great, there's great monsters in it and stuff like that. And, And, you know... There's just there's something that appeals to me on a very different level for that uh, with that program than than a lot of others. So I felt bad because that one girl got killed when the other girl was being a whore. Wow. I don't know if I've seen it. I, mean, I think that you would carry that with you forever. I think you would too. Because it was not like she was that was her normal. <laughs> well, thanks for that, Brian. All right, we've got a couple <laughs> minutes left on the clock. Are there any any honorable mentions? <laughs> Sure. Uh, two thousand one. Uh, space. Nineteen ninety. Space. Space. Nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Yeah, that was a fun one. I was dug the cat lady, not to turn into Brian, but. Well, yeah, and two of the greats from um, the original Mission Impossible with yeah. Martin Landau and Barbara Bain. Yeah. Uh, some great, great special effects in that one for the time. The ship design was cool. Yeah. It, it, it was. It was again. I haven't watched the whole thing in a long time, and I may go back now and watch it. But that was one of the ones that came back. Um. Battlestar Galactica, both the original and the real. Yeah, the original definitely was hit me in that sweet spot of the post Star Wars hype, and there was it just they they timed that so perfectly. It was so well done. And Lord Green was just great. I I didn't watch it because it was it seemed like a Star Wars ripoff, so I kind of didn't watch. No, I I watched it for just the fact that it was a science book, great space opera on TV. It looked like looked like a stormtrooper nail kit, and so it had the little thing. Yes, Um, Uh, but the remake of that. Best remake ever done, ever. Yes. 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 And Trisha Helper. Yes. yes. There's, there's a couple other ones I have. I don't... I, Firefly. Well, you got... I mean, yeah. The, be, the best hard... You, you would mention Space Above and Beyond. That Firefly is the best hard science fiction show. When, when I said when I said short-lived, I thought that's where you'd yeah. go, but uh, no one went there, so I'll bring that up. And uh, also, uh, Stargate. Ah, see now... Yeah, like that Stargate? never got me. Never got really, me. I, lo- I like Stargate because they had so many different types of creatures they ran into. They ran. They had aliens that were that came to Earth and pretended they were as guardian as guardians. When they came to Earth, they they were they were Thor and and Loki and all that stuff. And then they they had all the Egyptian gods. I, maybe it's because I'm into pantheons that I liked it so. Oh, much. it could be. And the spinoffs were. Uh, 
Uh, Atlantis was great, but again, those it's mine. And only other one I would probably throw in there just because Brian should watch is Pet a Cleopatra twenty five twenty five. I, you know what? I have seen that. I have seen that, and it's uh, I, it didn't make my list, but woohoo! All right, that's uh, that is our top three uh, list of non Star Trek sci fi. Let us know what your favorite uh, non Star Trek sci fi programs are. You see, you see, your stupid minds, stupid, stupid. All right, so we have been singing the praises of Plan 9 for a couple of issues now. So Brian finally uh, made the executive decision to said, okay, we all got we to gotta watch this and uh, we got to review it. So Blame Brian. <laughs> it is out there. Uh, I don't even know if it's public domain, but it's free on Amazon. You watched it on YouTube. It's yes. very accessible. I throw this, this term around. It is the Citizen Kane of so good it's bad movies or so bad it's good movies. I would agree I, with I that. I don't get that. There's no slide. <laughs> I don't get what you're oh yeah, you great. So you just did the spoilers on Citizen Kane for anybody who didn't see it. Yeah. The best way that I was I was doing a little uh, reading online and stuff is is this movie has achieved a level where you really can't cri- it, it's it's a thing unto itself. Yes. You can't kind of crit- you can't critique it like you would a normal no. movie. No. Uh, you know what, what I agree. What are we doing here? We're reviewing it. We're not critiquing. Oh. It. You know what? I, and I I'm going to agree with that. I, I really. It's yeah. It's it's taken on a kind of a life of its own. Like I, I, I you know, everybody here has said they watched it multiple times. I watched the regular version. I watched the the riff tracks version. I watched Ed Wood. I watched. I started watching a remake called Plan Nine, and I didn't really get into it in the first five minutes, so I stopped watching. But then I watched. I watched regular Plan Nine again. So this is uh, again um, a fifty sci fi movie that man it is ambitious, but. <laughs> I don't know where that, that that ambition just... You know what? I recommend if you just listen to it, like a radio drama, it is actually really good. Okay. Okay. I, I, think, I think the scripting yeah. was done really well. I think the, the problem was the filming was all over oh, the road. Oh, no, see, and being the words guy, there is some dialogue in this that is just... Oh, like I said, if you listen as a radio drama from the 50s or older, it fits in with some of the stuff you know what i think that if you don't watch it you miss you miss vampira you well, miss tor johnson yeah, tor not a big speaker yeah well and of course they gave him like you know dialogue in this which was unintelligible i didn't think so and i didn't, I didn't think, think so he either. did a bad I job didn't, i didn't, I didn't when, really? when he goes okay. i'm a big boy yeah yeah, I, yeah. that whole oh, little oh, cop yeah. scene before he dies you got a flashlight yeah yeah i, I didn't i, I actually i watched you know what this film gets better every time I see it. It does. It really does. It, it, it and like, whatever whatever you got to say about this film, sitting at a table or, or whatever the fuck you want to say, he made it. Yeah, he made Again, it. If you look at this being a movie from the late fifties, after all this, the 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 horrendous things we had done to our own people, the whole story makes sense. Yeah, there there are there are parts of it. Yes, that are, are, are kind of contrived and over the top. But overall, it, it's it's a hey, we're gonna kill ourselves and everyone else so we don't stop fucking doing this shit, and that's what I got out of it. I I, I think that's what if in this you know uh, ham-fisted way of doing it came. That's what came out. And it was it was a much it was actually a subtler message, even though it was pretty. 
I think it was ham. You know, the aliens. Ham- no, then most of the most of the fifty sci-fi. Oh. Yeah, we're gonna Things make giant out. ants and stuff yeah, out of where, it. Yeah, where it it was more preachy. This wasn't preachy. No, I actually want to cite that that to your point on most fifty sci-fi, it was uh, an alien or a giant monster, or whatever, and it was handily and publicly handled by the government. Yeah, this was one of the first ones where there was hey. The government's covering up the UFO stuff, and we are dealing with the the fact that there are UFOs in the sky in secret. Yeah, yeah. Well, do got, I think that this movie uh, had an influence got, got, on like X Files or you know Project Blue Book or whatever? No, but I needed you needed to that needed to be brought up. Is this is the first kind of conspiratorial? Hey, the government's covering this up. Stuff. It, was good ten, it was only ten plus years past Roswell after Roswell happened, so that's where a lot of that came from too. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but was Roswell in 59? No, Roswell was 47. No, so, no, what I'm saying is, is was Roswell in 59? The thing it is now, The conspiracy no, theory No, but it could have affected Ed Wood at that time. It could have. And that could be where some of this comes from. I didn't think of it in terms of the first conspiratorial. It's. I don't want to say it's the absolute first one, but it, it, it's one of the only ones that, I mean, and I love 50 sci-fi, right. this is the, one of the only ones I can remember where it was not... Well, there's giant ants, and we're sending the army and the air force and the marines, and you know, taking care of this. This was literally well, the, the government there. swore us to secrecy once we saw the UFO. I was like, holy cow, you know. The other thing, and I think is interesting, as you bring up that line, and it was one of the things I found interesting in the movie was um, that the aliens were actually trying to help us. Yes, yes. The government is the bad guy. Yeah, they they yeah. blow up their ship and they go, okay, we're not fucking around anymore. Yeah, they're they're. they're trying to say hey listen you guys are fucking up and they keep trying to contact yeah. us yeah and, and, and we're igno- and we're ignoring as it. far as they know we're ignoring it and then when they start coming here we blow one of their ships out of the sky and that makes them kind of cranky i love what what was the general's name general such and such makes the most important decision of his life <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just some poor guy standing in front of a green screen. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Any points? Yeah. Well, <laughs> that was it. On on the, the that subject, I mean, the the best way I can say it is is that Edward should have been directing epics with huge budgets, and an you know and and screenwriters and stuff, and try to so instead of trying to do all this, he himself. needed a director of photography. He needed well, yeah, and he needed he needed uh, some screenwriters. But I mean, like, dude, if you if you think about it, I mean, you, you could sit here and you could just like, okay, you could bring up, well, gee, these two guys are sitting in somebody's living room that's that's done up like a plane with like cardboard cut up like yokes and stuff like that. That I, was the funniest yeah, shit yeah. ever. Um, Except that you know what it was. I watched it, and I, yeah, it was funny, and it was cheap. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, I think he made this movie for $15,000 or something like that, which was, you know, a lot of money at the time, I guess, but not, you know, a big Hollywood movie budget. But it was still... a house for that, then, yeah. pretty much. Yeah, so. but still, it, it, there still was some really good shots in there. There was still there was some really good workarounds. Well, you know what, I... The spotlight kind of to to kind of depict the UFO in their vision, and it yeah, was yeah. just literally a spotlight dragged across the the set, yeah. And then they they put in some actually pretty good, you know, kind of UFO creepy music, yeah, yeah. That wasn't bad. That wasn't bad. I mean, like I actually, and everybody always makes fun of all the headstone fell over or something. I actually thought like the whole 
grave kind of like it was funny shit. I, it was, but the actual like I could, I was trying to figure out like, well, I wonder how they did that. But it was like the the you know like the dirt being disturbed on, on, on the grave from underneath or something. I was like, that's pretty cool, you know. Yeah. I, you know, it's always nighttime there though. Well, it's nighttime. Sometimes. It's see that's the thing. It's, <laughs> The way Sometimes. I figure, if you look at it, is it's time. always nighttime, nighttime the, at the graveyard. Yeah, it's yes. nighttime. the graveyard is always nighttime, and every place else can be kind of whatever yeah. it is. Then it makes a little bit more sense because the cuts between like There's the graveyard. Just so many trees there, the sun can't get through. There, there it, it, uh, yeah, when they cut from daylight to nighttime to daylight to nighttime, I felt like the uh, the dialogue was written by Yogi Berra. <laughs> I've never heard it quite put that way. It's endearing. As the words guy, there are the entire explanation at the end from the aliens, like, you know, the, the next the, the next explosion is solar by night. And the thing that got me that was driving my OCD crazy is the the alien was calling it solar by night, and, like, everybody else was picking another name for it, like, oh, it's solar night, or it's, it's solar night. Or, and it was like, what the, just get, no, say it the right, say it one way. Okay, and, but if you hear it from one guy one time, you may not get it right. You might not, uh... uh in a moment like that, you may not know what exactly it is unless you have a script in front of you. If you're so doing more, two takes, oh, the, there was no two it. takes in this movie. There was no second take in this movie. That, I'm talking if this were real, someone says a, a, yeah. a name, says a, a element name, I wouldn't repeat it the same way. Probably would you? Oh, you get it. Yeah, you you're the know. opposite. Now, now you're opposite nitpicking. Now you're trying to give this this like poor said, explanation an excuse. Yes, yes, I oh, am. Oh God, but he's right. But, but I, how many times do we do that when we say a word, adamantium, and then we'll look at the other person meant, to be like, meant, yeah. nice Cieza. <laughs> yeah, yeah, names. Whoa. Um, That's why I like Miller. I do have to ask, who the hell buys a house next to a graveyard, though? It's cheap. My wife. Oh, okay. She would. You can always have company over. I love this scene with the clown crypt when the old man died. <laughs> they should have had that, that collab music over there was all these people coming out of this little crypt, and I'm looking at it going, But what I thought was interesting in Ed Wood's head is he actually explains why one's in the crypt and why one's in the There you go. A question no one asked. That was one of those details where I was like, see, there's something. Yeah, all that. He thought of it and just went, oh, people are going to ask why. Yeah. Why would you bury the old man in a crypt? And well, we'll explain it. Or somebody asked, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he put it in there. Yeah, I, I that I thought was uh, was brilliant. I did think it was funny. It was amazing to me how the newspapers were coming out during the invasion. Yes. <laughs> Saucers spotted over Hollywood, and it literally and, happened like two seconds. And he, the guy's pointing at the saucer over Hollywood as the papers are coming. I'm, they they are uh yeah they, they were, were quick back then they they got oh. that oh I was crying during it, that whole it was the social media of its time mm-hmm. uh and well no and that's the newspaper is like I the, the one disappointment is it was literally like he couldn't afford like to to put the paper on a lazy Susan and like spin it around on his copy I was really hoping for one of those spinning news yes. headlines and it was just like they it opened the paper in the budget up. yeah oh man. Gosh, had you been there? Oh, God. And it looked like... One, one production cue, I would have... Lazy Susan, you spin it on your coffee table. We could do it, you know? The use of Get stock footage... machine. You can make it better. Yeah. The use of stock footage in this film... Yes. Yes. Uh, is just... It's, it's, it's a, like, a master stroke. Like, it's literally from, like, different periods of time. 
like the army stuff is like is like you know from like the korean war and then they had like you know some old ambulance or something like that and oh man and then the, the jet fighters were like the top like the that, you know, and the jet fighters literally do nothing. It's just yes. like that, them, like, you know, banking off or something like that. Just wonderful. Wonderful use of stock footage. And you know what? I didn't catch it. And, and But the flying, the plane. So it was a prop plane, which I, I don't know enough about aviation history to say was that the commercial. Oh, they still use prop planes, yeah. 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 But back then, commercially, yeah, they, they were prop planes. Yeah, okay. In the 50s, yeah. Yeah, jets were, like, limited to military use in the 50s. Okay. But we're still coming up into the 60s. It's it was This was made 59. in 57, and it yeah. didn't get distributed until 59. 59. Fucking brilliant. I, I loved it. I mean, I know Lance is going to hate this, so I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I I would rather watch this than Citizen Kane. And I would respect, I, I have more respect for somebody who, who, could, who says something like that. Than somebody who just goes, oh well, it's Citizen Kane's the best movie in the world, and I'm not gonna bother yes. with Re- this. You know, rewatchability of this is higher on my scale than Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane, Kane is hard slow, to get through. It's a slow moving movie. It's a great movie, but it's slow moving movie, and you it's oh, not. And well, no, and, and there's and, not a lot of joy in it. No, and no, and for <laughs> there no. are movies you watch for for deeper meanings, and there are movies that you watch for entertainment. And this is a movie. This is a this is this. You cannot say this movie is not entertaining. You know what? What it's interesting that you would bring up the comparison between the two because I agree with that. Uh, One is probably for the time and for what he did. Orson Welles did the most brilliant movie. It's it's probably no. It's it's literally a groundbreaking movie. Absolute genius. What was he? Twenty six. Oh yeah, something like you know. Yeah, but ground fucking breaking. Plan 9 is the, the other... It's genius in its economy. Yeah. Well, no, no it, you know what? The, the, the fact that the guy wanted to make a movie and made the movie, the drive to make that movie... 60 years later, we're talking yeah, about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean, it, it's still on people's list. It's not yes. a good list, generally, but but some people have it on a good well, list. Some and, people the be- have- and again, the best way I can, hear, I can describe this is he is an... Wood is an epic director... And he he did not compromise his vision whatsoever. He was like, well, no, it needs to have it needs to have spacecraft. It needs to have it, yeah. you know a graveyard. It needs yeah. to have zombies and stuff like that. He he did what his vision was. He, yes. he filmed what his vision was. He did not compromise. Did that make for the worst? You know, and again, the worst movie of all time. No, this cannot be. You can't call this the worst movie of all time. Because the worst movie of all time would be something that is not entertaining. Well, it's something you turn off in the middle or in the beginning. Exactly. Like you go, oh, yeah, this movie, yeah. yeah. Well, no, I mean, you guys have both said that you saw this. I mean, that is one of the... On the big screen. The big screen. I saw it I on the big screen, I, yes, yes. I mean, I literally, I'm like, when hopefully things open back up and there are will be, and I need to see this on the big the screen. The weird thing is I didn't appreciate it as much when I saw it on the big screen as I have now after... I don't know three listenings to and two view- viewing it. It's uh, I I I can go back and watch it now again. Yes, and how <clears> straight <throat> they played it. I got more out of it than yes. How straight they played it, and Tor Johnson was fucking terrifying as a zombie. Yes, um, yes. terrifying. He was I, I forget for the longest time he was the best selling Halloween. His visage yes. was the best-selling Halloween mask of for, all for, time or something yeah. like that. It sold for he, decades. Yeah, just... 
He was terrifying. And the lighting on underneath him when he's yes. coming out of the grave is phenomenal. Uh, I mean, he did do some stuff spectacularly. And, yeah, if he had a budget, God knows what he could have done. You know what? It's funny. And, and what I kept uh, – Vampira, when she would move through the graveyard, I kept picturing that Mars attack, Tim Burton. Yeah, yeah. When, when the – how she moved. That, I yeah. think they, they, he patterned it after Vampire in, in, in I would this. hope her so. Her nails, her hands looked creepily long. It's like, oh my God, that, she that didn't looked look like normal. What, Lady Deathstrike or whatever? Yeah, and then yeah. She, has, she has a waist at 17 inches. She looked like she was going to break in half. And not an attractive woman. No. Oh, no. She, I actually, uh, I one of the things that I, I came across, you know, on Amazon is there was somebody who did a documentary on Vampire and she was literally the first. Horror host the way we know horror hosts. Yeah. The first, and, uh, but she's Elvira. also like, yeah, yeah well, exactly. She but she's also considered her. kind of a gothic, you know, like for for got, you know, people in the gothic sure subculture and stuff like that. She's considered like the icon, the like the the prototype. Yeah, it, no, and a very you know, and again, a very attractive woman and stuff like that. Not in this movie. No, no, no. But no. she was well, dead. And and, and well, that. she was a zombie. But well, look and, at how hot that old man had it. Because that was his wife. It's Bella Lugosi. That's Bella Lugosi. For part and, of the and movie. And you know what? <coughs> when he comes walking out of the house, and, and he... With and the he's, cane, yeah, and he's he emoting. Picks the, picks yeah. Yeah, he picks the flower and then drops it. The ever-beautiful flowers she had planted with her own hands became nothing more than the lost roses of her cheek. Yeah. <laughs> The narrator is Dude, like I said... And tell me he wasn't fucking weird. The narrator was just weird. I think that was narrated by Ed Wood. I think that was Ed Wood, yeah. Who's, you know, documented a pretty strange guy. Really? Yeah, I thought it was Ed Wood doing the, all, the whole narration. He did the beginning and the end. No, that's Criswell. Criswell is the... Criswell had, was a... Uh, a psychic who had a television show and a local television. I thought show that was him doing no, that. No, no, no. That's that was Criswell. Oh, I thought it was his same voice through the whole thing. Okay, now we're gonna have to look this up. I'm gonna yeah. look it up. It might. All right. So, <laughs> uh, you got any fun facts of this one, Brian? Because I got a couple. Uh, I actually don't. I. You know what? It was just. Uh, I just went through it and enjoyed it. Okay. All right. Well, the the two, the, the two that I I discovered. Which I think I got a kick out of is uh, famously, if you've seen Ed Wood, the, uh, the the story of this is that uh, they got the uh, Baptist Church of Hollywood to bankroll this thing. Uh, that's why it was not named Grave Robbers from Outer Space, which yeah. I think is actually which, a pretty... is, which is what in the beginning I'm like, why was this not Grave Robbers? Grave no, Robbers was, from Outer Space. It was uh, the the name, the, 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 uh, the Baptist ministers who were back and they said, hey, that's a little sacrilegious. Could you change the title? Okay, but wow. interestingly enough. The two grave diggers at the beginning of the, uh, at the thing where they, yeah, hey, yeah. you hear that noise? I don't like hearing noises. Uh, that was actually two of the Baptist ministers that were the executive producers. I thought that was wow. kind of neat. That and then cool. um, everybody always uh, makes a point to uh, to point out that the detective in the graveyard, like, was like, you know, tipping his hat back with his revolver. Oh, that thing is scratching, scr scratching his ear and stuff <laughs> like did. that. Uh, everybody always thought, you know, oh, that's bad direction, and 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 apparently the actor who portrayed the detective did that on purpose to see if Edward was paying attention or not. I thought that was kind of funny. Really, I did not know that. Yeah, so Edward. you know, I thought that was kind of known. Edward didn't notice anything. I I thought that was interesting. I and and I picked it up. I was like, my God, that's yeah. just, <laughs> that's horrible gun handling. <laughs> but you know what? You see that in cowboy in westerns. They'll yeah, push yeah, the. Yeah, push uh, it, yeah. 
But he did that, and he Barney scratched five, it, and, he's, Barney and then he points it at the guy. Time. Well, Barney Five didn't have any bullets in his gun. He had so. one bullet in his pocket. That could... But he, he points it at the guy. <laughs> could yeah. you go over yeah, there? Yeah, could you go and get yeah. your back? He's like, whoa, hey. Uh, it was narrated by Criswell. Okay. Okay. But I will say, and as you're talking about fun facts, all of the Bella Lugosi stuff was actually shot for a different film. Yeah, Ghouls on the Moon or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and and uh, but because he died. Yeah, and then uh, unfortunately he had some other footage or something like that, and it was one of those that was shot on celluloid or whatever. And when he went back to it, it was just it was dissolved or something like that. And of course, it's his chiropractor who's yeah, who famously plays. his his chiropractor who plays uh, plays Dracula. His, in it. And who did he didn't even darken his hair. No. Yeah, it was it's the funniest shit I've ever seen. He just holds. <laughs> what a fun, fun movie! I'm the fun part the... about it is you can nitpick this death, but there's no point in it because it's such a, it's a fun ride that. The dialogue know. in it is perfect. I I, I can't. It sets well, it a flavor matches, of it. It's really matches it set, the film. Sets a flavor with the, from the get, get go, and you you know you're not walking into Citizen Kane. No, you, and I'm picturing Ed Wood writing this, going, "My God, that was genius. Deep. That genius. was deep. <laughs> genius. Was, it's funny to me I'm how pre- people who can think, the living, are so scared of those who can't think, the, the dead. dead. <laughs> you know he is." Writing up his acceptance speech to, yes. the, to the academy at the same time. I, but you know what? It is brilliant because he goes, "What plan are you using? Plan nine. And the guy opens a book. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yes. Oh, that's the, reanimating the, the dead. dead. What are the other? What are the eight before it? Well, how many are there? And how many are there? It's a big plan. Book. Thirty-seven. <laughs> we just kill them you all. You could you could do a series of these. Uh. And you know what? Maybe that would be fun. Everybody take a plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? And and have really uh, amateur filmmakers make plan there two, you. plan three, oh, plan, plan thirty seven. Yeah. And oh. and come up with what the plans are. That's what YouTube's all about. That's a YouTube is all about. But that's what Ed Wood was all about. Yes. Uh, you know what? Let's run out. Let's get the film. We're supposed to have a permit, but we don't. So let's shoot it. And the police come shoot and grab it. all their shit and run. Come on, you know what? It's guerrilla filmmaking. Fucking brilliant. The guy standing on the, the battlefield with the binoculars, <laughs> and he makes the most important decision of his career. <laughs> and he just points. Points aside, yeah. But he's got the shadow behind him on the sky. <laughs> That's just signifying the importance of that decision. It's casting a giant shadow on his <laughs> on life. His, on his life, yes. But they've already attacked these things. So it's not like uh, well, the other the, another interesting point of continuity is if you notice the uh, the uh, UFOs flying around and the one that lands in the graveyard, it's got a little square box at the bottom of it, uh-huh. unlike the other ones that were flying around. And that was to, so there would be continuity when they were going in and out of the UFO because yeah, they couldn't build a round one. That at was the, the landing gear part. Yeah, that's all. I, you know, and it was like one of those like you know like there's attention to detail like that. Or, yeah. or the, 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 why is he buried in a mausoleum and she's buried in the ground? Then there was, like, you know... Oh God, you, Tor Johnson's Tor, skeleton is the same size as everyone it's else's skeleton. Tor Johnson's skeleton. Well, you, it just... It, <laughs> we haven't found the vampire lady. Well, I bet she looks like that. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the only skeleton we have. <laughs> yeah. Let's not look. Let's just assume. Yeah. A brilliant film. This wasn't really a, a critique, more of a discussion... 
I think this was a celebration. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. A ce- I would say a celebration. Uh, yeah. You know what? Well, you you could poke. It's so easy to poke fun at. Yeah. But there's so many little. There's gems in there. There you go. That's and you're and panning, find them. but you're finding gold and you're finding diamonds in there, and that's what we're doing. And you go. That's not. That wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't no. a bad story. No. He got it made. Six yeah. years later, we're still talking. Made about it all it. by himself too. It isn't like he. Yeah. You know, other than the funding from the Baptists. Thank them. Thank God. But <laughs> All right. So Plan 9 from Outer Space, one of the all-time greats. Seek it out. Do yourself a favor. Or YouTube it. <laughs> what do you think seek it out means? My friend, you have seen this incident based on sworn testimony. Can you prove that it didn't happen? <laughs>